Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. I also host the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, which you can listen to if you need your literary fix fast. This podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, is for anyone out there who wants to feel better in their bodies like I do. There's a private support group that I started on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. And all of us share tips, suggestions, recipes, meal ideas, and generally just give each other lots and lots and lots of support so that it isn't so hard to do what should be simple, but somehow isn't. So please listen to the podcast, hear stories from people just like you who have struggled and overcome things and have ideas and suggestions. And let's just do this together. We got this. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Sue. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Hi, Zibby. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Great. <laughs> I'm right. Good. On a snowy Monday morning, February 1st. I know. You know. Finally have a snow day in New York City. So this is so nice for me because as you and I know, but other people don't know, you and I met through a friend of mine and have known each other and have been working out together for how many years? Like what? Eight? Something like that? Crazy long time? Right. Well, yeah, the kids, the twins were, I think, four when yeah. I met you. Yeah, now they're third, right. nine years. Crazy. Oh, if only I did man. it with some consistency, I would be in the best shape ever. <laughs> oh, listen, we we had a good run. You were we were working out what almost three, four times a week at one point. There was one point where I was very right. Good, thanks to you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You know, that's key for everybody just to get into that routine, no matter what it is. You know, twenty minutes a day, whatever it takes, just to get the routine is the hardest. Yeah. To make yourself get into that. But well, I have to say with you and being able to chat with you while I worked out was like the highlight. You know, you have to work out with somebody that you genuinely like or else it's not gonna it's gonna feel like torture. Anyway. That's that's true. You get to know people yeah. and you have to like each other, right? <laughs> So Sue, why don't you tell everybody about, so when I met you, you were fresh off the heels of your incredible book debut and all this stuff. So tell uh-huh. me about your whole book past and then, and even how, how did you get into being a trainer? And then now a, you're also a, a physical education instructor and you do awesome right. stuff. Tell me about your whole thing. Like when did you know well, you were an athlete? Well, even as a kid, I was you know, that's what really pushed me athletics and was able to go to college on an athletic scholarship. So it was always part of my life and my passion. And then naturally fell into teaching health and wellness and then started personal training adults. And that was great for me to like, to ignite something or a passion in, in, in people and to see them like thrive and when they have success. So that was always cool for me to see and, and to kind of, you know, implement lifestyle changes, which is hard to do as, a, as an adult. And then the how the book started, my first book, Buff Brides, Getting in Shape for Your Wedding, I started training when I started personal training. I found a pattern of women hiring me to get ready, to prepare them for their weddings. They would hire me before they bought their dresses or they would buy their dresses uh, a ha- uh, size or two too small. And like, oh, you know, this is kind of weird. But then we, I kind of just went with it and found it was developing healthy lifestyles and a, 
So if we can use the wedding as an excuse, so what? If it's a lifestyle change forever, then that's a home run. So that's how that started. And then, of course, the husbands-to-be started getting into the routine as well. That was almost going to be another book. But <laughs> but then, you know, then the same clients became friends, and then, then they were getting pregnant. And so then it was Buff Moms-to-be, and then Buff Moms losing your, you know, getting your back bodies back on track. And then my fourth book was Fashionably Buff workouts for every closet, as you will, you know, buff in jeans, buff in a bikini. So, you know, a little fun take on fitness, uh, again, just to ignite passion and a healthy lifestyle. So cool. So the book, the Buff Brides book actually was the most popular and discovery turned it into a reality show back probably right before I met you. So that I had it really good run, you know, still selling the, the Buff Brides book, you know, people are still getting married, even in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you tapped into so, like, the perfect market, you know. Right, awesome. right. And then I saw, you know, that started definitely a trend, a wedding fitness trend mm -hmm. back in, I think that the book pubbed in 2011 for first book. Were you involved with the show? Yeah, so I trained, well, I helped find all of the actor, actors, as you will. We followed 10 women over three months. So I trained two of the 10 and filmed those series and then helped pick the trainers, all of that. It was, it was really fun. And, you know, we were flown to Chile for a, a premiere in Chile. We are going to LA all the time for, uh, it was just a wild ride that, like, wow. If you would have asked me, you know, as a kid, would I have been writing books and being on a reality show? So it was just a really fun time, continues to be a fun time, unexpected part of my life. So what's going on with the whole Buff franchise now? Well, you know, like stuff like this, I'll get picked to do some interviews, especially, you know, wedding themed uh, fitness. I continue to private train boot camps. And now a big thing has become bachelorette parties. Mm. So it's a healthy take, you know, before you go out and go all crazy, I'll come over and give uh, the bachelorette party a boot camp. But are you going to, are you going to do any more books? Well, you know, when the first book, Buff Rides came out, that there wasn't really content online mm -hmm. for that stuff. Right. So that's why it became pretty popular. But now it's very easy to download workouts and, you know, the fitness market has definitely changed that's true. to all of the which is fun too. I love seeing the Peloton and the mirror, all of those things that you can get in your home. So, you know, the world of fitness has changed a bit in terms of buying fitness books. Maybe you could do buff kids. That was a thought. And then I think my editor was like, well, well parents really want to think that their kids are overweight, <laughs> something like okay. that. But, but it's, it's the whole mind thing. But yeah, you can put a fun take on it because, you know, even now, teaching at school, it's more fitness-based because we can't share equipment. Mm -hmm. We can't play the traditional games right now. So it is a lot of fitness stuff and try to get a sixth grader to tap into that is you have to be pretty creative too to, to, for kids to buy into working out. Yeah. So that, you know, <laughs> so it's always trying to think and for adults. Oh, so we all know we get 
kind of bored or we need, you always need to keep refreshing and thinking outside the box a little bit to keep people motivated. That's the number one thing. So what is it that you offer that you put in your books and that you do in your workout sessions when you train people and in a boot camp and all of that? Like when you're talking about people developing lifelong habits and wellness, like what are, what are some of the fundamentals behind that for you? Well, again, you, people want to have fun. They want to show up. So creating workouts, exercise that kind of mimic everyday life patterns too. So people can relate to what they're doing. And really, again, putting the fun spin on working out, bringing old school things back from your childhood and putting a fun take on it. So I think that's what the success of even being a, a personal trainer, you know, you, you have to add some energy and fun to it or who's going to want you to come to their house three, four days a week. But what do you, like, what if you're having like a terrible day yourself? Well, as a teacher, that's all part of that. You can't close the door and say, I'm not taking any meetings today. So that's the challenge of being a teacher, just having to show up and putting on your game face sometimes when, sure, there have been times at 4 a.m. when the alarm goes off and I have to go to the Upper East Side to see a client. Like, oh, but that's what you do. But, you know, that's part of the gig. Okay. So for someone who is like, all right, you know, maybe I'm not going to be paying for a trainer right now, or I'm not going to be seeing anybody because of COVID, but I really am Mm -hmm. committed to my fitness and I need to improve. What should they do? Well, so I just had a class before this podcast and I'm teaching in my living room to a Zoom class. So, you know, for even for me, it's a challenge. I have a a small space, but you don't need to, you don't, that's an excuse. Well, I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have equipment. You don't need any of that. You just need your own body weight and a small space. So that misconception of having to belong to a gym or have to show up somewhere. You really don't need that. You can, you can keep yourself in shape or have a good workout in your tiny living room or bedroom and with minimal or no equipment. And I do it every day with my zoom classes and, and the kids that I teach. So I think getting past that, getting past that you, you need all of these things in order to be healthy. You really don't. You just have to be committed in your head. And that's the hardest part. So how do you, how do you help with that? <sighs> well, again, <laughs> trying to make it fun, right? Yeah. Trying to make it fun for, for everybody. It doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. Yeah. And success. You know, what is it? What's, what's the old saying? It takes 14 days to maybe lose your taste for something, right? I think it's the same once you're in a routine and once you find success and once you catch the bug, it's helping keep people try to catch the bug Mm -hmm. of feeling better, seeing results, feeling results. And once that light bulb comes on, that's joy I find in people. And, and you know, you, you, yourself, once you start to feel better mentally, it's, that's the 90% of it is the mental challenge. So it's just trying to ignite that in people and it's just small little success. So, but for you, cause I know that you do all this teaching and training and mm-hmm. all of this, and yet you're like, Oh yeah. And then, then I just like ran five miles or whatever it is you do. So how do you 
keep wanting to work out yourself? Like, even though you're around it all day, like it, do you just have yeah. a bug or does it make you feel better? What does it do for you? Oh, definitely mentally. It makes me feel better mentally. If I don't, if I go a couple of days, you don't want to be around me. <laughs> so I know me and I've learned that part about me that if I don't do that for myself, I'm not going to be happy with myself. I try to surround myself with challenges. Like for instance, in the month of January, I was in a challenge with about 10 friends. So most running miles in a month. So that helped me because then I would hear the ding on the app that someone just worked out or just ran. I'm like, oh, that competitiveness in me definitely comes out. So I was determined to get 100 miles in the month of January. And yesterday was the last day of the month. And I was three and a half miles short. So I made myself go out and run 3.5 miles to get to the 100 yesterday. So So I did it. So, I mean, those are things that I need to do as well. You know, being a challenge, bring my competitiveness out. So that will help. That helps me too. I probably would not have run yesterday on a Sunday. It was, you know, snowstorms coming. Good for you. But that's, so so those are little things that help me. And it probably, you know, can help a lot of people. And showing up, right? Yes. Showing up. You know, if I'm knocking on your door at 6 a.m., you're going to let me in. (laughs) That's true. Yes. (laughs) Right. A friend of mine has a mirror. So I tried it and I'm like, I love that they shout your name out. You know, little things like that that can can make you feel good. And someone's paying attention. Yes. So that helps me. Someone's paying attention. I know. And I got three emails this morning. Great job getting the hundred miles in last month. Yeah, that was a good job. So that's awesome. I think that's totally like you just hit the nail on the head so much. Somebody's paying attention. Like that's Mm -hmm. really all we all need for basically everything. Do you know what I mean? Just someone to say some little thing, if just something to make you feel seen or that your efforts matter or, you know, not that we all have to rely on external validation, but just to have a little bit of like, oh, okay. That I just needed that tiny pat on the back or that one little heart or something. I don't know. Right. Helps so much. Right. And I do that all day. Right. So it's rare that I get it. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, well, you just right. well, congratulations on your hundred. Uh, thanks. <laughs> hundred mile club. Now I'm like, Oh, I hope no one starts a new challenge for February. I just want a day where I don't have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So aside from mental health benefits, do you think that the physical benefits actually motivate people? Like, what do you think it really takes to stick to a workout regime? Because I'm sure everyone out there has tried something or gotten into something for a little bit. I mean, I know I've tried like every single workout there is, I feel like at this point in my life, (laughs) but like, what makes you stick to it? Like, how do we get that? I don't know. Just like, what's the secret? Is there a secret? I don't know. Well, for me, I need, like I just said, a challenge or an event, mm-hmm. right? So March, I'm hoping to go somewhere on vacation. So that gives me seven weeks. So I keep finding those challenges or events or to help me stay on track full year round, right? So I think that's probably true for a lot of people yeah. to help them jumpstart and keep, you know, once the event's over, you don't want to stop and think of a new event or think of a new goal. So planning those monthly, you know, 
weekly goals and then rewarding yourself. So my reward will be, I'll get to go on vacation and feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Vacation. That's not even in my short-term plan. I I know hearing you say that you think you're going away, like God willing, this will be uh, all over, you know, and we can all. Well, right. But, or treating myself to something. So, so if say it doesn't happen, well, there's March is my goal. So then I'll treat myself to something, but, but I better keep on track, stay on track. Right. That's awesome. It's simple, right? It it sounds so simple, but it's, it's not. No, I like it. It's just having lots of short-term incentives and then just Mm re-upping. I mean, that's like the key to everything, right? (laughs) You write a paper, you get a grade, like there's something coming. Like there has to just feel like there's something coming. I think with real life, sometimes it just stretches out, right? Like, okay. You know, am I going to be, you know, on this stationary bike forever? Like, am I going to (laughs) be sitting here in 50 years? Like, you know, I don't know. My mother's in her 70s. She still is running and running to the gym and it's it's Mm -hmm. not like it ends. So there has to be some shorter term, you know, it has to just, we just have to break it down. Maybe that's like the trick to the whole thing. I like that. Or mixing it up too, right? You can't do the same thing every day. You're going to get bored. Right. Yeah. So that's why I love all of those, the new things coming out because it does motivate you to show up. Mm-hmm. So if you can mix it up yep. as much as possible and your body reacts better to mixing it up as mm-hmm. well. You know, you sort of plateau if you're just running true. You know, I, so just I don't think, to find I don't think something my body like. would plateau for a very long time if I kept running. I think, I think a plateau <laughs> is like <laughs> months and years away for perhaps right. running plateau, but yes. Awesome. Well, that's as simple as two, the running, you know, you just put on shoes and go, but you know, I'm lucky to be teaching in a place where I do have options mm-hmm. of a bike or elliptical or yep. doing something with the kids. Yeah. So, and that's part of my job too. So I'm, I'm, I know I'm lucky to have that kind lucky, I guess, to have that where someone sitting at a desk, I I find, I think I would go nuts. Yeah. You know, so. I've been sitting here all day. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I've been sitting here since like five. No, but I know you work hard. You Uh, work pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sue, thank you. I love this advice. I think it's actually quite actionable what you're suggesting. And Mm -hmm. I feel like whenever this episode comes out and whoever's listening, making a goal for just the next month and not thinking past that or just the next week and having some sort of payoff or finding one partner to do something with or a small group or an online challenge or one of these things with accountability Mm -hmm. and small, you know, consistent payoffs can really change your life over time. That's the key. You can't get too heady over it. You can't think, well, a year from now, right. it's just too no. much to wrap your hands around. Yeah. Yeah. So showing up, right. Having a challenge. You definitely can't, right. can't think of your head. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> that is true. Right. But yeah. Amazing. But yeah, just, uh, just don't think too much about it. Just the challenges I think are the best. Okay. Having something to look forward to or yeah. showing up. Love it. Really helps me. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks oh, great. for coming on the podcast. So I'll be over in like an hour for a workout. <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Well, thank you. Enjoy the snow day. All right. I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye, Zuni. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Don't forget to follow the private support group at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight on Instagram. Thanks.